Hello, and welcome to Episodes, Teaching and Learning in a Digital Age. My name is Philippa Kruger, and I'm the Head of Languages at Education Perfect. Today we're going to be talking about feedback, and I'm excited to interview Florence Lyons, who is the future-focused learning strategic leader and French teacher at Matamata College. Florence is currently completing her doctorate in the field of feedback. So, um, could you tell us a bit about yourself and your background? So, I am I'm a teacher and I've been teaching now for mm, 15 or 16 years. So wow, that's awesome. But I don't look like it. Um, I was trained in England um, and so I started my career over there as a French and German teacher. Then I moved to New Zealand in 2004. Took me a while to find a job. Uh, when I finally found a job, it was in 2006. I had to go back in France in 2005 a little bit. So in, I started the year in 2006 as a French teacher at Matamata College. And I've been working here since. So um, I've been teaching mainly French all over the years. Uh, but I've also been teaching ICT when my timetable was not full. And social studies. I've enjoyed teaching social studies a lot. What else? And in 2010, I became a, a, a co-education fellow. I liked that that year. Of the inquiry that I did in the year was very interesting, and I loved working with other people. It was very fast, you know, fast-paced learning. I enjoyed that. And then in 2015, I participate in research. You know, I saw research in Ed Gazette, like, do you want to be part of a research for the University of Auckland? And I've applied. I was the only one applying for this, so I got it. And during the year, I actually enjoyed working with researchers, and I liked what we did. Um, it did really enhance my, my teaching practice as observer other teachers in that year and I was observed a lot and so I started to think well maybe I would like to do that and then I started a master's then in 2016 I did a master's at University of Auckland uh, master's of professional studies so it's a master for teachers I've managed to do it in a year and at the end of the year I've realized that I thought that you know I thought uh, I do a master's and then that would be the end of it and I would have answered all the questions I had. But actually, during the year, more questions arose. So I thought, oh, maybe I should do a doctorate then. And so I've applied to do a doctorate in, and I started to do it straight away after my master's. So I started in 2017. But this time, I did it in University of Waikato. Excellent. So can you tell us a bit about what your doctorate is focusing on? I'm looking at how technology, I mean, as digital technology, may play a role when a teacher is providing feedback to students. Right. When I did my master's, I realized that, um, I mean, feedback is very important. It's the most important thing that you can do as, as a teacher. And realized during my master's that the teacher knew the importance of feedback, but he felt that they didn't know 
what was feedback, and also they didn't know who feedback benefited the most. So every time we were looking at technology, I had comments like, oh, this will be so good for the students in my accelerant class. So we could see how feedback and technology could um, enhance students' learning, but always enhance best, the best students or the students who struggle the least, if you want. And so I thought, mm, let's, let's back it up. So if I'm looking at doing a doctorate where I can do a bigger research, then I will do an investigation where we are spending some time with the teachers looking at what is feedback or what is effective feedback. Right, excellent. How can improve our students' learning? And so, and because I'm always very interested in technology, so the, the, the main area, if you want, is feedback. But technology plays an important role because I thought that it could create a new space where relationship can be created with teachers that sometimes might be difficult in class because you teach 30 students and you don't have the time. And it could create also another um, way of providing feedback to students. And so what have you done to sort of conduct this research? Like what kinds of things have you been doing along the road to, to do this research for your, doc- for your master's and your doctorate? A lot of reading. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> a lot, a lot, a lot. I had to, I think that before doing anything, I really had to understand myself, what was feedback. I had also to understand the dynamics, um, the social dynamics, if you want, uh, how social interaction happen in a class without us teachers being aware of them. Um, And he has highlighted some things that I didn't realize before, you know, uh, the struggle of some students and why they have this struggle. So I had a lot of reading. And then I approached um, a wonderful principal who allowed me to do this research in his school. So I did it in the middle school because I was not interested about NCA and results and having, you know, because it was important that um, relationship that students have with their teacher was not a variable. Right. So in high school, you've got a, a different relationship with your French teacher that you see for three years than with yes. a teacher. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So I wanted that this relationship is stable and so it's not a variable. And right. so I've approached the principal, then we found two teachers uh, willing to participate. Um, and they were very like young teachers, I mean, young and newly qualified teachers. And so first, we've looked at, uh, we spent a workshop together on what is feedback. Okay. And we created rubrics and we've looked, I was interested in persuasive writing. The whole investigation is about persuasive writing. And um, after the workshop, we started teaching students on how to do persuasive writing using um, rubrics and also using, uh, sorry, uh, using uh, a structure, you know, what to, how to build an argument and a counter-argument in your essay. So students had to write a letter uh, to the um, prime minister about uh, that the fact that they wanted Matariki to be a public holiday. So they had to write that. And so then teachers gave feedback. So they gave feedback 
the school is using Google Docs, so they feedback using Google Docs. So first, you know, on Google Docs, so the, the kids write, and on the right-hand side, teachers gave written feedback. And on the second round of feedback, they gave audio feedback, so audio recorded feedback, and then again, written feedback. And can you give, how did they give the audio feedback, just out of interest? Uh, recorded themselves. Right, so it's not sort of separate, it's separate from the Google Doc. Uh, kind of, but then there was a link to it. Okay, cool. Um, and then the second, uh, so then we did another workshop where we looked at the um, data from the students, what the students said. And so we did a second piece of writing. And this time it was a little about how should we, like, why we should ban plastic bags in New Zealand. It was in the news then, you know. Yes, yeah, yeah. We had to write a persuasive writing piece of um, essay again here. So they did, and again, teachers placed feedback, written feedback. Then at the end, I interviewed the teachers together. Yeah. I interviewed the students as a focus group. The teachers were working in, um, in like a, a double classroom, so they had 63 students. Out of the 63 students, 38 students agreed to take part in the research. And from those 38 students, we took 10 target students. Those target students were somewhere very um, comfortable in writing, somewhere definitely not comfortable with writing, and somewhere in the middle. Right. So we wanted to see yes. what was the change in their achievement. Excellent. Wow, that's really interesting. In a nutshell, that's what, what, that's what I did for a year. Wow, that's fascinating. And what... Um, this is probably a big question. What did the results show? Several things, you know. So some things that I was expecting, you know, like feedback makes a huge difference. Yes. Uh, like yeah. I was expecting that, so yeah. I confirm it. But I confirmed it for a year eight class in yeah. in persuasive writing. So yes, it does work. Also, um, little findings just like uh, the students loved doing their work on google docs yeah students and teachers so the students said that it was much easier for them to redraft their work right yeah much more than writing in their books yeah uh, that's what the teachers commented too they said that they had some students doing work that they usually do not do right okay quality and more quantity the teacher then found easy because then if they had more writing, then they had more possibility to give feedback. Yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, that was a big funding. Um, also, that teachers found that it was very important to um, give time for students in class to change their work according to the feedback that they have. Right. Yeah. I think that's a key thing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, this again, I was not surprised, but that emphasized that that came again. Um, also, but but for me, the main finding was that students who were struggling with writing have managed to find this basic to me finally understand what the feedback meant when it was given on audio. Ah. How interesting. I was going to ask that. What was the, what did you find with regards to the written and the audio? Yeah. Wow, that's fascinating. 
So the, so the students themselves found that was the easiest to, to understand? Not all students. I think that this was very interesting. So the students who were, if you want, very good at writing, so felt very comfortable with writing, preferred written-based feedback. Right. Because yeah. it's faster to read, so therefore faster to act upon. They didn't want to have to listen to the whole feedback. You know what I mean? And yeah. so okay. yeah. my eyes faster, you know what I mean? It's much faster than listening for the minute or so that the teacher is talking. It's too long. I don't like it. However, the kids who struggled with writing say to me after receiving all your feedback, they said, Oh, finally, now I understand what it is all about. Oh, right. How interesting. They said, when I, when I read what the teacher uh, wrote, in my head, sometimes it sounds very different. Right. So they, they, although they could decipher the words, so they, when I said to them, can you read the feedback? They said, oh, yeah, yeah, I can. They could read it out loud. They did not understand what it meant. Right. Gosh, that's really, really interesting. So the teacher was spending time giving written feedback, but when the kid could not understand that. Now, but right. when it was given as an audio, and they said as well that it allowed them to redraft their work while they were listening to the audio. Ah, okay. That's really interesting, isn't it? Gosh. And have you had the chance to sort of take the findings from your research and look at the implications for the second language classroom and, and the audio feedback in the second language for learners, students learning French? I mean, I've done it, but, but just in yeah. my class. I haven't. Right. I'm still writing my fundings now. Do you know what I mean? I'm, yes, I'm absolutely. I'm a fashion yeah. chapter. But I've, um, funnily, in the Easter holidays, I've presented my fundings uh, to um, a conference called, in got a minute, oh yeah, Assist, uh, Assessment Matters in Hamilton. Right. There was yes. one, I think, in Wellington or Christchurch, something like that. Okay, yes, it sounds familiar. Hamilton. And so it was, in front of teachers, but they were mainly primary school teachers. And I had teachers at the end of my presentation who came and said, oh, they were very happy because now they could see the use, especially for special needs. Right. Students, you know, students who struggled a little bit with literacy or yeah. got learning difficulties. Um, and so would you recommend from your research that you know, should teachers be going through the process of giving the written feedback and the verbal feedback to all students so students can pick and choose which is best for them or should they, um, should they, should teachers choose which or sort of talk with the students about how they're best receiving the feedback? What would be your recommendations um, for teachers in the classroom listening to this? So first, it depends how many kids you've got. Sure, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so if you've got, so this is what the teachers who participate in my research said. They thought that um, giving audio feedback was time consuming. Right, okay, sure. Because they said, and this was very interesting actually, they said that they felt that given that they could give written feedback while watching TV or listening to music, Ah, uh, yes. But they could not do it while giving audio feedback, obviously. Sure, had to be yeah. Quiet. So they felt that it was taking their time, their personal time. And also okay. they felt that they had to think a lot about 
what they were going to say, how they are going to say it. And sometimes they were mumbling or they realized that they made mistakes, so they had to restart all over again. In the country, they said that when they write, if they make a mistake, you know, they press the backspace. It doesn't button. matter. Yeah, mm. sure. But they could see the use of the uh, audio feedback. So they'd say that the next year, the year after my research, that they would use it to accelerate students who were struggling. Sure. So maybe as a teacher, what you, you would do, you would look at who needs the feedback the most. And that's what okay. in the research. So they prioritize the kids. Sure. So the kids, if you want, with the lower achievement in whatever you, so he was writing, but it could be then in speaking or, or whatever, you, whatever the skills you are yes. assisting. So the, the kids who achieve the lowest then should receive the feedback first. Right. Then your middle kids and then your top kids. So maybe the kids who are not struggling at all could get just written feedback. Sure. No, that makes sense, definitely. And I understand um, where they're coming from with that audio feedback tape being more time consuming and, and having to really think about it a lot before you record. That makes a lot of sense. Um, so that's, I think that's really, really interesting. Um, if you were to sort of summarize your research into a sort of a couple of top tips for teachers, if they were listening to this, I mean, obviously the audio versus the written feedback is really interesting, but if you were to sort of summarize maybe two top tips for teachers on feedback or what would you what would be your top advice for teachers wanting to sort of improve their feedback process i know it, it sounds i mean it's not a tip but uh really knowing what effective feedback is because it feels very it's it seems that it's very easy sure i've been now reading extensively about feedback for three years yeah three years and every time i read i, I something i realized how much actually i don't know right wow <laughs> and i told my supervisor i said oh my god you know i feel like i still don't know anything and she answered you know i've been doing i've been researching about feedback for 30 years and i still don't know right you know so you okay. realize the importance and the depth of feedback yes and and i think that we do not give feedback to students and we think that we give feedback by giving a grade mm. or by you know good job yes yeah you know, i'm guilty of that yeah like a little sticker on the side or you know tap on the shoulder or smiley face or whatever but it's not yeah. feedback that does not help me yeah so if you were to i'll, I'll rephrase my other question then if you for make it for maybe but even harder considering what you've just said but if you were to say okay here's some top tips for what is effective feedback oh that'd be too hard it would be yeah i think it would be too hard for me to and like i mean if i start i, I would never finish yeah okay <laughs> this podcast in the world um Effective feedback needs to happen while the kids are working on it. Okay. So whatever the kids are doing, in, you need to give the feedback then. Okay. So it's not real time. Yeah. Not when the task has been finished. Okay. Also, I think it starts also before the kids need to know what they are going to be assessed on. So I don't mean that you tell them, you know, what the, the the test is all about it's not that is that what um an excellence paper or an excellence essay look like what a merit essay look like what an achieved or whatever the curriculum level you use yes whatever sure. you are doing yeah. 
you show them samples, you also give them a rubric, and you make it explicit. We might already do that, I don't know. So maybe teachers give rubrics to their students, uh, you know, like uh, the assessment schedule and NCE, how many teachers actually spend time to unpack that with the kids? Mm, for sure. So the feedback should reflect those rubrics and reflect those samples. Exactly. Yeah. So, so they work. So you don't place a feedback on something that you haven't told the kids that you are going to give them feedback on. Okay. You've got the rubric, you've got your feedback so the kids know, and also it has to be explicit. Are you sure that you used every single student has understood the rubrics, the language that he used, what, what are they going to do? Because that language that we use is quite complex. Right. It also has to be personalized. So you cannot just say to the whole class, this is what you should do. You know what I mean? This is what you've done. This is how you can improve. Because is it me as well? Like, I mean, is it me yeah. as a student in a class? If you've got 30 kids, you've got 30 kids working at different levels. That's right. The feedback needs to be personalized. It also needs to be explicit. Okay. Can the kids understand what you are telling them? Um, and it has to, you cannot just say, oh, I give a feedback and then boom, that's it, it's done. It's in a continuous loop. So the kids, you give feedback, the kids are working on it. According to your feedback, then you give another feedback, and then you give another feedback, and then you give another feedback. And it doesn't mean doing the work for them, not at all. And in your feedback, do you tell you need to tell the kids what they've done well, what they haven't, where they need to improve, but most importantly, how they need to improve. So let, let's let's pick a stupid example here. So for example, you haven't written a conclusion to USA. And I said, well, you have not, you have, your essay is very good. You have done blah, 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 very well. Now, you haven't done your conclusion. This is where you need to, that's what you need to do now. Right. How to write a conclusion? Maybe you don't. So maybe that's why you haven't written a conclusion. You know, so how are you going to improve? So how is a conclusion or, you know, how do you build a counter argument? It's, right. It's, it's this little here that everything, that's, that's where the difference is in the feedback. Yeah, no, that's really interesting. That certainly makes me reflect on um, when I was teaching and thinking, gosh, I really don't think I did all of that. You know, any of it even, I was very guilty of doing the great work or, you know, nice writing. And, um, and you're thinking that you're being really helpful to the students, but probably not, not really. So I think that's, it's really, really helpful. But it's because we teach so many students. That's right, yeah. And so we can say whatever we want by saying, oh, you know, it doesn't matter to teach 30 kids. Well, it does matter in the sense that I don't have the time to, to give proper feedback to 30 students. That's why maybe doing the audio for some of the kids much could be faster. Yeah. And do you think using um, like conferencing as a feedback tool can be helpful? Sorry, just to add something else into the works there. I can give you my opinion as a teacher. But I cannot give you my opinion as a researcher because right, I haven't for sure. on that. So I haven't okay. read anything on, yeah. on that. Yeah. Um, my fear would be um, that conferencing is very good, but what can you take away from it? You know, so you would conference with the kids. So you, you give a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, and then they go back to their seat. Right. How can they come back to what you've said? Right. So there needs to be some way of recording it. Yeah. Right. So then if you conference 
with the students in front of a computer and that actually writes for you what you are saying or recorder, then the students can go back and read. Because the importance of the feedback as well is to, to keep feedback for your next task. Yes. So you yes, know how to, sure. you know, to learn from that. Now, conferencing is like, oof. you know, it's like if we go to a PD somewhere and you don't take a note. That's right, yeah. Then it's, it's gone. Yeah. I can't remember what I watched last night on TV because I didn't take any notes. <laughs> yeah. No, that that's that makes a lot of sense. No, I think that's I think that's been really, really helpful. And I'm I'm hoping that teachers who are listening to this will take away a lot from that. I know I've learned a lot with, you know, thinking about the audio versus the written feedback and how that's very insightful and how it can be, you know, for different learners. It's really the they have very different value and also just the what really is effective feedback. It's been really helpful to kind of hear you talk about that and the the importance of kind of having those instructions and rubrics and samples and then the feedback relating to those and being really explicit, I think is, you know, really important. And it's really great to hear you talk about that and, and see your passion about it as well. It's fantastic. So thank you so much for um, for talking to me today. It's been really awesome to hear about your research and really interesting. And I hope that we can talk to you again soon about something else that's awesome that you're doing in your classroom yeah hopefully yeah great well thank you thank you i have reflected on my conversation with florence and my key takeaway points were the benefits of verbal feedback for students who are having difficulty as well as the benefits of giving real-time feedback while the students are working on a task rather than when the task is finished how do you provide feedback in the classroom Come and share your thoughts in our LinkedIn group, Teaching and Learning in a Digital Age, a collaborative hub to share findings and engage in conversations about teaching and learning. I'll pop the link in the description. We would love to hear your thoughts.